Today's podcast is brought to you by drinkers like you. To help support the show, visit patreon.com slash haveadrinkshow. You know, we like stouts here, but I think there's room for improvement. We can rebuild them. We have the technology. We have the opportunity to make an imperial stout. We can make them better than they were before. We can make them better, stronger, darker. It won't be $6 million, but you can still have a drink. Welcome to Have a Drink, the show where you learn along with us about what you drink. I'm Brittany Lee Walker. I'm Justin Frazier. And I'm Christopher Walker, not Justin Frazier. Okay. Yeah, that, no, you're that, not. That was the joke last oh, episode. Oh, oh, yes, oh. Yes, yes, yes. Oh, yeah, sorry. I'm, well, he didn't get to listen to it yet, so no. I haven't gotten yeah. to listen to it yet. I, I've been uh, uh, plowing through uh, the the Wrath of the Cons of uh, Hardcore History again. Oh, <laughs> I was feeling the the itch for some Mongols. As one does. Yes. That, that <laughs> tends to As happen. one does. Unless you know, you know, in the current century, uh, back in the Middle Ages. Not so much. You, no. you didn't have to try hard. They found you. <laughs> but, and it was yeah. not a good itch. Especially if you lived in a certain half of the world. <laughs> this continent, you're safe. Africa... You're just lucky cons died before they got to you. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just, I'm pretty sure had they not been stopped, they could have at least gotten through Northern Africa and it just would have been a nightmare across the board. Would uh, the Toto song have been completely different? Do what? Would the Toto song have been completely different? Uh, well, the whole Northern half of Africa probably would have been leveled. Wow. They just mm-hmm. gone through going, hmm. Give us your stuff, or we kill you. Uh, no, I think we can take you. Look at these giant pyramids we made. <laughs> We're destroying those. We're prove a point. A whole lot of history probably would have been lost if they went through there. T and K yeah. or death. <laughs> but no. Uh, how's everybody been doing? Pretty good. Um, I've been away at work for quite a while, so it's been nice to have a weekend home, even though Christmas shopping sucks. Hmm. <clears throat> Did I have I mentioned on the show uh, that I finally saw a specialist about my back, and I had you have not. So yeah, last I think the last update was that we we learned that you in fact did <laughs> break it. Yeah, I broke my uh, spine. I had a compression fracture. Yeah, but beyond that, I don't think we found out any of the other updates as far as <laughs> I went. Yeah, I went to a neurosurgeon to see what needed to be done and it was the shortest uh shortest doctor's appointment i've ever had i walked in i didn't have time to finish filling out the paperwork before they went come on back let's weigh you let's see what's wrong Uh uh-huh okay wait here for the doctor just finish those papers okay i get another couple lines in ah you're here don't finish those leave what you're fine you're gonna heal we don't you don't need me for anything Oh. Uh, oh okay yeah no Here's a picture of it. This vertebrae is going to be smaller for the rest of your life. Have fun. <laughs> Jesus. So you're shorter <laughs> is what's... I, I I don't know that for a fact, but there's a decent chance I lost about half an inch. That's... No. Did they give you anything for the pain? I, no. They're like, yeah, you're on ibuprofen. Good enough. You'll be fine. That's never good enough. That's not what? a real thing. <laughs> I, it's like, yeah, it's been getting you fine so far. I mean, not especially. I mean, I finally went to the doctor after two months. <laughs> You're like, no, but, the pain got to the point to where I felt I needed to see a medical professional. 
But I think the other thing, too, is they're trying to make sure no one gets, like, too hooked on anything. So they're being a little more stingy with... Well. And, and that's fine. Yeah. You know, I, I, I've been adapting. I kind of know what I should and shouldn't do. And uh, the constant rain and snow lately have been uh, terrible. But they said I've got about three more months and it will uh, heal up completely. So, so you shouldn't be in, uh, in the alley behind Hopcat sucking dick. For oxies and crack fries. Um, I don't think that engages the lower back, so it should be okay. <laughs> I think I asked them specifically if those kind of stretches were fine, and they said that's good. Okay. Well, then in fact, he, he 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 then looked at me and went, "Oh, I knew I recognized you." <laughs> <laughs> I too have been to Hopcat. Uh, I do have been to Hopcat. Um, <laughs> it just implied that that's a thing that happens. Well, uh, we. <laughs> We haven't really been doing too much. Um, oh, I, I do have to say, I've been slumming it a lot recently. Um, at the hotel that my company puts me up uh -oh. in, they do uh, Tuesday and Wednesday night uh, customer appreciation nights, sort and of. it's it's a, they <laughs> they give you dinner with quotes, and it's just like a buffet style thing. It's usually burgers or hot dogs and like green beans or corn, but it's I, it's I free mean, food yeah, sure. and free beer. And one yeah. time, one time, free wine. But by the time I got there, they're like, "Oh, there was wine, but it's gone." But free beer is always Coors Light or Bud Light. And when so. it's free, and I just stumble back from work, I'm like, "Eff it!" And just, <laughs> just a cooler, and <laughs> just scoop one out. Continental dinner is what Big Voice Jay says. Yes, continental dinner. I mean, the thing is, with when things are free, there's a whole different taste involved. Thanks, you know, com <laughs> thanks, Comfort Sweets for <laughs> yeah. for giving me that. Uh, I can't even call it hot water. That rice water. Washes washes down that hot dog. <laughs> Awfully good. Well, they did pulled pork barbecue. I, I question where it came from because I know it was not, like, quality pulled pork. They had to have bought, like, microwavable tubs of it and like, then just, like, dumped them into a tray and threw it in the oven. Uh, yeah, probably. But uh, free food and free alcohol. And they don't monitor it. I could, if I wanted, I could go back down there and just, like, keep grabbing beers until I was... Maybe buzzed. I, don't I was going to say, with a Coors Light, I don't know if you'd just be full from the carbs at some point. I do have to say between the two, I prefer the Coors. Yeah, no, oh, I was say, gun to my head, yeah, I'll drink a Coors Light. <laughs> gun to my head, yeah, I'll take the Coors. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, lesser of two evils situation. Uh, it has, I will say to me, it has other, more taste, but yeah. Yeah, I was going to say, one other uh, little kerfuffle in the last few days for me has just been that... Uh, we almost, I almost couldn't be on the show tonight because my hard drive completely failed. Right. Yeah, that, that, that was fun. Uh, mine, I was already like, we were out trying to Christmas shop and I'm not finding anything. And this is literally the last day for us because, okay, yeah, Christmas is a ways off. I'm back out of town for a week. And then because of my work schedule and our jobs, we don't get to be home for Christmas. So this home week. Home is in like back to, at where we would normally be at, at mom and dad's. Yeah. yeah. See our family. And so, like, this weekend will be it. So this, like, for Christmas shopping for our families has to be done by Friday. I'm going to be out of town. <laughs> and I've got to leave, like, tomorrow just after noon to get back out of town. <laughs> and it's just extremely frustrating. And then Justin has suddenly this, like, complete, just like, his computer just, like, craps all over him. It's just like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm trying to work on this. Here's some updates as it's going, and I had to buy a whole new, whole new hard drive to to run my OS. But we're good now. Flip side, uh, what did you discover? Is the deal, the great deal you scooped up that ends like yeah. by the time anyone hears this, it's already over. I uh, you can get uh, some. They've got like twenty to more off for some of the solid state drives at Best Buy, at least up our neck of the woods, and. It was uh, like $100 for a terabyte. That's pretty sick. And I was like, for a good ter uh, terabyte hard drive, not like some, oh, yeah, that fell off a truck. You can use that. What brand was it? By just out of curiosity. Uh, Samsung. Okay, yeah. That's, I mean, what are you going to do? Yeah. Did this small upstart brand, possibly from Korea, called Simusu? I, I, I also forgot how small my... Because I never used the drive for anything other than my operating system, I didn't realize how small it was. <laughs> That's so I went what she one. said. <laughs> Thank you. 
<laughs> but yeah, I went from a, a, a one twenty to a to a one terabyte, a one twenty gig to a one terabyte. That's See, insane. Isn't at it? least you had the upgrade. Mine's still that small and flaccid. I was waiting for you to say that's that's also what she said. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't work as well. Yeah, uh, yeah. It's been a weekend, and like me of all people, was try- I was trying to be the positive one the whole day. <laughs> I was like, well, we found uh, we found KBS espresso. Uh, we, uh, we, you know, I was like, <laughs> all the good things that are happening. It was like, we had, our son was in a good mood all day. We found, uh, <laughs> Prairie Bourbon Paradise. I got a bottle, basically all the bottles when we did that 10 stout, like, insanity thing, uh, a couple years ago, I have all of those prairies in the fridge right Ooh. now. Ooh. So we could make another really bad mistake if we wanted <laughs> and do 10 prairie <laughs> stouts. Because we're crazy. Man. And um, we keep getting messages from uh, someone else, and it's been <laughs> behind-the-scenes oh, oh. stuff from yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, one of our our good fr- I'm not saying names, but from we're a getting mutual friend. a mutual friend who now has inside links to things. And it's like, keep your eyes open for this. Am I like, oh? <laughs> yeah. Fun things are coming, everyone. Not, not from us, but... I mean, well, we can say, as, uh, speaking of things to announce, uh, we will be on the Diamond Club New Year's Eve streamathon. Woo! This is official, uh, and we we do suck because we missed a lot of like the announcement information. But we have what is it the nine seven thirty nine thirty something like that? No, which mm, one is it? Nine, nine to ten. Nine thirty. To- 10 but i'd have to double check yeah 9 30 sounds right uh but either way so we have we we have a good like prime time situation yeah you know hour and um, we're we're so bad at this that uh we want to have people on our show that we've not even talked to them about mm. and we've got to get the beer in the mail yeah yeah we do so we got and that's like we're what, in crunch time two weeks away some of it's got to make it to alaska <laughs> It's good. It's good. It's good. good. Look, that was the other. That was the other pebble on top of this whole thing for me today. I'm trying to get boxes. Go to go by UPS. Oh, can I see? Can I need to physically see the boxes that I need to put stuff in before I buy it? Oh no, here's the sizes. I'm like, that doesn't help me. Yeah. (laughs) I need to see the box. You gotta buy them. (laughs) I just feel like this whole. I mean, it's it's already mid-December, and I just feel like everything has just happened out of nowhere for some reason. It's just like, we're obviously just not prepared. It's mid-December, and your child's over a year old. It's like, oh, God. (laughs) What has happened? happened? But, like, at the same time, because, like, tomorrow night, I'm when he goes to bed, I've also got to get all of our Christmas cards ready. Because we did pictures the day after, like, his Santa pictures. Oh, we didn't talk about that, how amazing the Santa thing was. Well, we, we don't have we don't going to get into it too long, but yeah, we we found a Santa experience that was actually pretty great and a really good price. It, it's called Santa's House. I guess it's like a feels like a feels like an upcharge for a prostitute. <laughs> the Santa experience. Fair. Um, Technically, <laughs> I mean, if you're if you're mall Santaing it, you're basically a prostitute in a red suit. Yeah, you're you're still getting bodily fluids all over you all day long. I mean. Children. Uh, but yeah, so we it was set up at Newport and the Levee. And right now, um, Newport, Kentucky, that the Levee used to be this hot spot to go to, and it is super not now. It's but it got dead. bought out and is getting renovated to become an entirely different place. So, uh, but right now they have the Santa thing, and it's there's a little house set up, and it's like a little cute, cozy living room and there's whatever. There's a cottage. There's a whole yeah, cottage, a cottage set up in the like big open area in the middle of this place. And so you pay for this like. You know, insert, um, talk about nothing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so the, you, you pay for this package uh, to get pictures, and you, you get... pay for Santa's package. Yes. Uh, so you get 15 minutes with... Um, <laughs> I, this isn't making it better, is it? <laughs> anyway. We've uh, got a dollar per minute's rate yeah. established. And, okay, long TLDR... It was a good day, and and he actually, like, even though Emmett hadn't had a nap, like, he desperately needed one, 
he surprisingly like wasn't wasn't like pissed off and and fussy the whole time or he anything. Wasn't, like he, he wasn't did a decent. Of Santa. He wasn't like, you know, thrilled out of his mind smiling, but he wasn't like he he was at least like not uh, angry. <laughs> he was genuine, genuinely like. This the Santa had an actual white beard. It wasn't a fake one, yeah. which is good because he reached up and grabbed it and started to pull. Because yeah. one of my earliest memories is pulling the beard off of Santa. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm glad we got a Santa who we're pretty sure was Cajun. It had to be right. <laughs> he had like a Creole <laughs> accent. Oh, now what do you want to have for Christmas, there, boy? <laughs> I mean, it was yeah, like Obama. it was like it wasn't that bad, but it was it was thick. If you made it, it was <laughs> thick, but he had he was very soft spoken. Yeah. And he was a little lispy. So, Cajun soft spoken lispy Santa is his first <laughs> That was his first Santa experience. And, but yeah, it, he got a happy ending with a cookie. <laughs> Alright, we need to move what on. What a great time to move on to the movie draft minute. <laughs> Welcome to your Blue League Movie Draft Minute, presented by DiamondClub.tv for the week of December 11th, 2019. I'm your host, Big Voice Jay. Hey, Diamond Club's getting together to ring in the new year all around the world. Join us at twitch.tv slash dcstreamathon. Let's go to the scoreboard. Team RMP's in last place with $6.5 million. Team Gal falls to fifth place with $79.6 million. Team Snowshoe falls to fourth place with $157.2 million. Team Geek Grills is in third place with $262.8 million. Team Have a Drink jumps to second place thanks to $757,000 from Playmobil the Movie, bringing their total to $406.2 million. And in first place with $590.8 million? It's Team DKG. What's your Stream Team Movie Draft Minute? For up-to-date listings, follow Stream Team Draft on Twitter. Damn it. He said that's not quite the updated one. Look, yeah, fix but, it in post. But we're still not... We're not winning this thing. No, we, we need No, that. no. Playmobil uh, is already considered the one of the joke. biggest flops of the year. And, Playmobil uh, is one of the biggest flops of history. <laughs> It did well, bad. I mean, it's it, not... it can't even. It couldn't even make a million dollars. Its budget was like seventy-five million. Well, and I'm surprised by because I really thought Frozen Two would have just been exploded at this point. And like it, it's still it's set, made quite a it's bit. It's set box but... office records. No, uh, it's a uh, BNS is not winning. It's thing. BNS. Uh, no, it's 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 doing. Frozen Two is doing doing very well. It's most of our money. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, the the. All of the movies we needed to overperform did not overperform. It, it's a it, it's as though it's a repeat of the summer movie draft. It's just it's difficult because we, we bet on dark horses that weren't that dark, and it turns out aren't even horses. <laughs> <laughs> They're my little Look, ponies. I, I I I bet on some bright chipmunks to outrun them in this race. <laughs> the the thing is 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 the winter one. Uh, this time and last time, and like it just with the Star Wars thing out there, it just makes it so difficult. So I, it, it's like just unless you got Star Wars and maybe possibly something else, they got Star Wars and just, a lot of other else. Yeah, like it, so there was just no, it's just not happening. They're just, yeah, it's just biding their time. Yeah, yeah, they're just sitting there going good. good. <laughs> I mean, I'm I'm going to watch it. We, we are, if we can, we're, we're going to. That's the we have first to get a babysitter. Mo- the first movie we're going to try and have gone seen in the, like a year and a half in I a movie still theater. I want to see Frozen too. It's going to be. That it's time. also uh, uh, we've been uh, me and my roommate have been rewatching all the the main Star Wars movies in mm. preparation. We did Empire today. Oh yes. Okay. And it's all downhill from here. <laughs> uh, yeah. That said, what's the worst Star Wars movie? Episode one, episode two, two, two. Episode one has some redeeming things, and the pod racing scene is at least entertaining. Oh. Okay, yeah. It's been episode so long two since seen is kind of garbage, top to bottom. Hot garbage. Even no. No, what about the the end sequence when you get the big Jedi battle? It's it's kind of boring. But I mean, even in the background, when you know that you're, you see the ships getting brought down, like the big weird orb. The ships, only thing entertaining you know, is you look down and you're like that dude's name is Kit Fisto. Well, when you see those ships coming in, you go, oh, Grievous is on one of those. And that's why he's this, like, jacked-up cyborg dude later on, is because yeah. somehow his organs survived that. 
yeah no there's there's nothing nothing really good about episode two uh honestly has the thing of like i hate sand (laughs) it's coarse it's rough oh yeah gets in everything like oh god God. just kill me now uh episode episode three is at least watchable if not you know have some bad points gets in everything uh, like anakin's vagina Uh, but then Empire is still the best. And then the only other one I'm not looking forward to is Last Jedi. Which so, I don't hate, but I, I have problems that. with it. Well, well we okay. had this private discussion yeah, yeah, yeah. a while ago. Um, yeah. Honestly, when I, you have to let us know whenever you can actually get caught up to, to watch um, Mandalorian. Because I've then... watched one episode. Oh, okay. Uh because my roommate has Disney Plus now, and that's what we're watching everything on. And so yes. I've seen one episode of The Mandalorian. You go catch up right now. <laughs> well, no, no I, I was going to say, like, after we see, after we all can see um, the final, you know, Skywalker one, then uh, maybe we can get, we could just have a Star Wars drug talk episode of just, yeah. here's where we're at on everything. Um, I think it would, it'll be a circle jerk. Basically. <laughs> but still, I mean, it'll be fun to talk about because at, by that point, especially with the Mandalorian stuff, that'll be over by then. Because how yeah. many how many episodes is that going to be? Like eight or something? I don't know. Uh, Mandalorian? I don't, I don't know. Eight or nine? I don't know. Things are usually eight or nine at this point. It's such a smash success, I imagine there's going to be a season two. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, please. All right. Speaking of uh, smash successes, let's go to Untapped. Get riggedy, riggedy, wrecked, son! Oh, I guess I'm doing untapped. Yeah. Okay. You are. I need to pull that up. Sorry. <laughs> well, it's from Bells. So I saw I saw the title of this one, by the way, and I read it as, uh, I read it wrong. I did too. Uh, I read Bright Night. I, I, I read Bells Bright Wine and just started going, Bells Bright Wine. <laughs> Well, okay, so what catches you up on this one is they usually do the uh, dark or a midnight kind of theme for mm-hmm. a badge this time of year because all the stouts they put out at the end of the year. But no, they went the opposite direction. We got Bright White 2019, uh, a new name and look, Bell's Bright White, an alternative to dark and heavy winter warmers and stouts. Bright White, formerly Winter White, hmm. is a stylish and refreshing wheat ale. Whether your view is covered in snow or palm trees, this easy-drinking beer is a great alternative to the dark winter warmers that are everywhere right now. Yeah, the, the whole theme of this episode. Uh, <laughs> stay, stay warm this winter by earning the Bell's Bright White 2019 badge by checking into one Bell's Bright White between December 1st and December 31st, 2019. You can learn more about these Bell's Beers over at bellsbeers.com and be sure to get social with them on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Bell's Bright White <laughs> Drunken Night <laughs> Maybe. Uh, sorry, I would keep like, they just gotta wait to turn this into a Christmas song. Um, also, uh, I guess real quick, uh, just to remind you, we were back with a new news episode, and it was mostly about buyouts. Hey, guess what? Mm-hmm. Everybody's favorite independent craft brewer that was employee-owned is an employee-owned. And then we had people going back to craft that was, wasn't was craft for a while. So, yeah. Uh, it's, a, it was a, it's a topsy-turvy world, kids. Thanks. Black and white, cats and dogs, living together, mass hysteria. Yeah. It's, no one knows what to think. But uh, you can catch that on our new news episode. And now, Imperial Stouts. Now. We've done Stouts. Let's get Imperial. I said I went, uh, oh, oh, we're getting Imperial? All right, I'll go get the uh, fascists and the uh, and the staff, the office of Imperator. <laughs> and, Man, uh, I should have had that... Uh... Who was it that did it? There was a metal cover of um, Imperial March. <laughs> oh. Should have had that ready. Uh, but yeah, we've got... Uh, we're doing Imperial Stouts today, so uh, let's do a little description from the BJCP. An intensely flavored big dark ale with a wide range of flavors balancing and... Uh, it's, sorry. Wide range of flavor balances and regional interpretations. Roasty burnt malt in a dark or uh, dark deep or dried fruit flavors and warming uh, bittersweet finish. Despite the intense flavors, the components 
uh, need to meld together to create a complex, harmonious beer, not a hot mess. <laughs> I like when... Literally from the BJCP. <laughs> the BJCP goes, no, no hot messes. Because we've all had an Imperial Stout that was a hot mess. So when you're like, oh, God. Oh, no, no. And, okay, before you read on the rest of the stuff, I have to say, I paraphrase as much as I could, but for the most part, this comes from an outstanding article I found on allaboutbeer.com. So, just want to put that out there. Yeah. It's a good site that we have a least source. Uh, All right, well, let's dive into a little bit of history. This is a style with a long, although not necessarily continuous, uh, heritage. Traces roots to strong English porters brewed in the uh, for export in the 1700s, and said to have been popular with the Russian imperial court. Uh, yeah, no, I'm just picturing Peter the uh, Peter the Great getting drunk. He's like mm. <laughs> lifting whole barrels to drink because he was a massive human being. He was the Andre the Giant of his time. I'm pretty sure he might have been actually. Like from <laughs> I what I understand, he was big, like massive. Yeah. <laughs> Like something genetically wrong with them, big. He was the Bruce Squad. <laughs> um, well, uh, after the Napoleonic Wars uh, interrupted trade, these beers were increasingly sold in England. The style eventually all but died out until uh, being popularly embraced by the modern craft era, both in England as a revival and the United States as a reinterpretation or reimagination of uh, by extending the style with American characteristics. And I believe that just means bigger longer and uncut that's <laughs> essentially america how would you like to do this traditional style can we make it more alcoholic and more intense in every possible way yeah. sure cool let's go is <laughs> that cool we were gonna ask we've already done it yeah, that's kind of like uh america's you just picture the brosif saying this by the way <laughs> yeah america with like early craft that was just like oh let's take this old traditional thing and just blow it way out of proportion and it's just like, oh, that. Okay. This calls for 0.1 grams of. Hmm. No, that can't be right. It's got to call for 100 grams of hops. That, that does move in the wrong spot. <laughs> what was it? Uh, Clearly, sorry. I know better than these old, this old recipe. The brewer's meme Casey shared with us. It was something about the, the smoked malt. <laughs> Most went to flavor country. <laughs> Uh-huh. <laughs> it was talking about like uh, there's a beer on deck to be brewed, and then the brewer comes in looking for the like bag of smoked malt and can't find it, and discovers the entire bag on deck to go in the beer when it's supposed to be like two cups of the malt. He's like, we almost went to flavor country. <laughs> I missed. I, I was at work when I saw that, and I had to like put the. I had to like like stop from going back out to go help customers because I was too busy laughing. <laughs> I was like, immediately just I like, almost took a trip to Flavor Country. <laughs> I was just like, oh god. I want to go to Flavor Country. <laughs> okay. <sighs> well. Uh, anyway. Uh, both uh, the India Pale Ale and particularly the Imperial Stouts had an effect in a commercial sense at first. But their enduring effect on modern uh, beardom could be considered even more profound. These strong stouts, in particular, are favored by beer aficionados for their lux- rich, luxurious depth and, their, uh, and fairly uh, symbolize the penchant for American brewers for big beers. Perhaps it's just as important for the nouveau brewer is that they deliver in the notion that almost any beer can be imperialized. Thus, imperial stouts can be credited with the two weighty contributions to the beer world, which is true. Which is literally like, like, what oh, we just IPA, talked about. <laughs> brown ales, you know, wh- whatever. Just, just, just make it bigger, <laughs> bigger, faster, stronger. Uh, but no, uh, let's. We also have a little section here about called the birth of the strong stout. From the same article, uh, by the way. <laughs> Uh, strong Baltic porters are produced in Portland, uh, Poland, Finland, and Sweden. Poland, Portland, same thing. You know. <laughs> uh, as a distinct style adopted from the orig- original English brewers. Uh, strong stout, however, was more favored in Russia. <laughs> it just doesn't surprise me. No. Uh, in Soviet every, Russia, when, <laughs> stout drinks you. <laughs> when, uh, when just being Russian leads to nihilism, you're going to need a heavy drink. <laughs> Uh, the well-traveled Peter the Great may have been the first to insist on the import of British beers to Tsarist Russia, which, again, 
not a bit of surprise. He traveled Europe in disguise. Quote, disguise. Who is this Who is this nine-foot-tall man? Uh, I don't know. It's like, oh, pardonnez-moi, I am a Frenchman. You're clearly Russian. I don't know what you're talking about. Also, it is warm here. There's a foot of snow! Too warm. Let's see. Uh, the the stout was also favored by the Russian Imperial Court and the uh, of the era, and legend has it was the preferred beer of the uh, immutable rogue, Rasputin. Uh, the strong, dark character of, of brews uh, fits perfectly with the excessive gestoral pro- proletivity of contemporary no- nobility and court. You weren't gonna say proletariat because that's because <laughs> you're fumbling it. My brain was like, why is he why is he tripping so hard on the word proletariat? <laughs> Look, Rasputin di- didn't care at all about the proletariat. You, you said, as soon as you started saying that, in the back of my mind, I also started hearing... Oh, the Rasputin song. The old yeah. disco song. Yeah. Well, uh, he said, well, Rasputin did enjoy a few drinks. Uh, I don't know if certainly Imperial Scouts were his jam. Uh, I feel like they wouldn't get him drunk fast enough. Right. Uh, throughout the history of the Imperial Stout is uh, sorry, though the history of Imperial Stout is somewhat murky, it was indeed a London brewery that was credited with popularizing the style as a strong exported stout. Around 1781, Barclay Perkins began exporting this stout uh, to assorted ports in the Baltic region. Uh, purposely brewed to be a formidable beer, it would easily withstand the voyage. Uh, which is like the whole idea for the imperialized version of anything. Oh, it's going to survive yeah. the long trip. So everything falls out of the flavor, which sort of, but doesn't actually achieve what they wanted to achieve. Yeah. Uh, IPA. Oh, let's, let's really chalk it full of hops and everything so that by the time it makes it there, it tastes like a regular ale. <laughs> and then everyone which, said, no, that this is pretty great as it comes just, off. <laughs> yeah. They're, they're like, Oh, like they get there in India. Oh, it doesn't taste anything like me. Oh, see, it kept it fresh. No, not at all. <laughs> <laughs> not at all. Well, meanwhile, back in England, they're in flavor country. <laughs> <laughs> that would be the name of this episode. Meanwhile, <laughs> in flavor country. Damn it. Uh, well, uh, let's see. Where was that? The Serodipus, uh extension of this attribute was uh, perfectly suited for the cold, gnarly climate where spirits were very much favored. Uh, when Empress Catherine II discovered it, uh, it's, uh, discovered it, its place in the Russian legend was cemented right underneath that horse. Commercially viable <laughs> to, of the brew ensured that the style endured. Oh, God. Uh, he had to bring the did, horse. Yeah. Uh, look, that's probably a myth. Probably. <laughs> probably. We have to say probably. <laughs> Today, under the name Cur- uh, Courage, the same Imperial Stout is still brewed in London. I like that they like, what's this beer called? Courage. courage. Take courage. All right. <laughs> I mean, if you're going to call uh, anything courage. <laughs> a little liquid courage gets you there. Uh, the brewery uh, states that its name is the same beer that was exported to Russia over 200 years ago. It invokes the visage of Catherine herself on the label huh. and her horse <laughs> just trying to explain that to somebody it's like oh yeah you heard about how, about Catherine the Great and how she died and like how did she die it's like well there was a horse involved. oh she died on her horse <laughs> um maybe the horse died on her <laughs> anyway uh, imperial <laughs> idiosyncrasy uh, like any beer an imperial stout relies on a foundation of high quality base pale malt which, of course, would com- compromise uh, the majority of the grist. Comprise. Comprise. I'm, I'm adding ex- extra syllables after <laughs> drinking a ton of this stout. It's more than what I had. <laughs> Look, I've oh, already had it, to go it, get it, another it. beer. Uh, oh, oh. That's, that's a shame. I was hoping that was... Okay, never mind. We'll talk about it later. The requisite roasted barley is used at roughly the same percentage as in smaller stouts, uh, somewhere around 8 to 10%. The remainder uh, spans the malt continuum at the brewer's discretion. 
Great Scott, Marty. It's the whole malt continuum. <laughs> Chocolate malt is uh Whoa. We just we just changed everything there for a second. Chocolate malt is popular edition as in caramel or even Munich malt. Uh, the character or these characters, uh, malts should not sit in the forefront of the overall profile. We should serve as a uh, breaststroke on the palate. Now, now I'm just like, was uh, Bob Ross ever a brewer? Just make it a little, little happy little malt. Put just a little bit of. Actually, that makes sense because you don't want necessarily your imperial stout to be too chocolatey. You want it to have chocolate notes, yeah. but you also want it to have. Some earthy flavors and and there's got to be complexity. Yeah, yeah, yeah you don't want it to just be. Oh, well, I just drank some chocolate. We're gonna put some happy little hops over here in the corner. <laughs> Let's not our... talk about that though. So it's just a nice little happy accident. It's <laughs> gonna be our. It's gonna be our little secret. Those, those happy little hops. You tell anyone about these happy little hops, and I will come into your house. <laughs> Un- unusual grain additions are in common. But not altogether absent. Oatmeal or wheat can add uh, creaminess and aid in head retention, which is often a problem in high-alcohol beers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, let's just yeah. say Utopias has no head. Yeah, I was going to say, this this beer has, has no more head, although it still sticks to the side with some pretty pretty heavy lacing. <laughs> a little viscous. A little uh, viscous. The high proportion of character malt leaves a fairly substantial amount of residual body and full mouthfeel. The hop character of Imperial Stout can run from fairly low, putting the maltiness up front to somewhat forceful, adding some balanced uh, yet more character. I actually, yeah, I was going to say, like, I feel like now I'd be more inclined as, like, no. I mean, I, I like a good malt, a good well-balanced malt bill, but also, like, let's hop this up a bit. So, yeah, there are a few breweries. Uh, I don't know if we're going to get into this a little bit about the hopping of uh, stouts, but there are a few breweries who do, like, really hop up some of their stouts. Uh, Three Floyds is one of them with uh, Blot Out yeah. the Sun. If you want to get a stout that is heavily hopped, uh, Blot Out the Sun will fill that void for you. I was going to say, like, Three Floyds believe in heavily hopping everything you get a glass of water there there's also going to be like 90 percent hop yeah <laughs> it's, it's barley water so a uh, hot variety is not terribly critical uh but any of the caddy american types are high in alpha acid and might interfere a little too much uh with the subtleties uh so uh, yeah three floyds they, they don't care about that uh, <laughs> look they're not here for your subtle they're here subtlety. to make soy sauce <laughs> Uh, some do exhibit that signature Northwest U.S. hop profile and do it well enough to put a footprint of America in the brew without throwing the beer off kilter. Uh, though Imperial Stouts are substantial in alcoholic strength, there should not be a perception that the beer is overly attenuated. Uh, there should be a balance between sheer muscle of the beer and the alcohol. A good brewer will make sure that this is the case. Uh, yeah, sometimes I want to feel the alcohol. <laughs> well, speaking of that, uh, tasting Imperial Stouts make for great contemplative sessions. <clears throat> but mm. they, be they solo or shared, uh, with any number of aromas and flavors intertwined within the portrait. Um, <clears throat> the combination of roasted barley and other dark character malts gives Imperial Stouts a bittersweet personality. Notes of coffee, even espresso, are often present. These beers should not be overly estery, but often hints of prune or raisin are noticeable. That that is very true. Love very the, fine. Love dark fruit in my in my stouts. Yeah. Mm. Uh, needless to say, imperial stouts age quite nicely if they are properly brewed, and like barley wine, will change significantly over time. They might pick up some uh, oxidative or whiny notes. After all, they were initially brewed to stand the test of time. I'm just picturing it as whiny notes, and instead of like being like wine, I'm picturing it more like, Meh. but I didn't want to be in there that long. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I just keep thinking, good, good. <laughs> sure. 
Um, they were meant to be. <laughs> their full-bodied nature and warming strength make them a perfect winter warmer and nightcap. Uh, if there were ever a brew that is perfect for dessert, Imperial Stouts are that. Imperial Stouts and chocolate are made for each other. Mm-hmm. Rich chocolate cake, truffles, or plain dark chocolate are the consummate company for succulent Imperial Stouts. If cigars are your indulgence, then you need no you need look no further for a companion than Imperial Stout. You say yes. at the exact moment, I'll have to go ahead and say this, as I crack my next beer, which is a chocolate macaroon Imperial Stout. <laughs> uh, sorry, I'm just busy thinking of like cigars with uh with it and I'm like, yeah. Those two flavors would kinda cause Yeah. Yeah. So some some stouts you well, porters and stouts you can get into like a tobacco y flavor. So, I mean, you don't even have to go with uh, a heavy dark cigar. I mean, a good like a reposado. Mm. Uh, yeah. It just mm, shifts. Kiss. So I have a, a link here to, um, and I would recommend anybody go to the. This, this site is nice visually for just kind of getting a basic understanding of of the styles of beer, but it's just craftbeer.com. Um, this one has got. So this is specifically for the American Imperial Stout. And um, so it, it mentions like it's a it's a strong alcohol, um, black in color. These beers typically have an extremely rich malty flavor and aroma with full sweet malt character. Um, and it kind of gives the color range that you can expect. Um, the IBUs, it's about seven to twelve percent ABV standard. Uh, standard, but this also gives nice stuff like you should be serving it in a snifter, fifty to fifty-five degrees Fahrenheit. Uh, food pairings, uh, foie gras, aged cheeses, and flourless chocolate cake. Mm. All of those sound fine. Yeah, I was um, going to say the foie gras, the foie gras uh, with this actually would be really good. Yeah, like everything on this, I'm just like, yep, yep, yep. Uh, so the, <laughs> the commercial examples that it gives are uh, the Expedition Stout from Bell's. Which, which I pressured mm. you into getting for this. I know. Uh, old Rasputin, which, which we've I talked about. Which I also pressured you into getting for this. <laughs> but we've had that like a million times on the show, so I just feel like... Okay. But I have to say, one of uh, one of our old haunts, uh, Amerasia, mm. they have a North Coast Old Rasputin uh, advertisement on the wall, and someone put googly eyes on <laughs> Rasputin, and it's amazing. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then the Russian, which I've never heard of. It's 2SP Brewing. Don't know what that is, but um, but yeah. Uh, and then it gives some basic information here, like the, the flavor, aroma, etc. Um, the uh, typical ingredients that you'll find on these. Um, and then uh, other styles you may enjoy if you like the Imperial Stout. It, it says the English style sweet stout or milk stout. So mm-hmm. interesting that it says that like this is the next step, you know. Which just, uh, okay, it goes back to another conversation we recently had uh, with Casey. And uh, he... He had to mention, oh, here's my lactose supplier. <laughs> mm, yeah. Um, but yeah, so uh, I, I would highly recommend this site just because like, it's so good just with the visual representation. Uh, finally, we didn't want to go you know, crazy with the list thing, but we pulled the top six out of the... Um, it's from Untapped, so like their top rated... Um, rated by the users uh, beers. It, it reads as the ISO of any beer group you're a part of. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> like so right now, if you go to the top five posts, someone will have posted that they are in search of these beers. Yeah, exactly. And and the thing is there were variants of the same like style in the yeah. first few. So we just kind of did the summation. Because if we did it as it was listed, it, it would just yeah. all be Bourbon County. <laughs> Basically, mm-hmm. it would be Bourbon County and variants that haven't been brewed for like six years. Yeah, because it's, it was not only variants but like vintages, let's say, of certain ones. So, uh, so yeah. So the first off was definitely Bourbon County brand stout. Insert you know name of vintage and or variant. Because um, so because like the proprietor's thing was on there, and then uh, the vanilla something or other. So yeah, it's that's a given. Um, Kentucky Brunch brand stout, which I mm. forgot about. KBBS. I guess. Yes, so that uh, is that's a f- big to do. That is one of several 
beers from Toppling Goliath Brewing that was on that list. Uh, then the next one is Fundamental <laughs> Fundamental Observation, the 2016 vintage, and that's from Bottle Logic Brewing. Uh, then Barrel Aged Abraxas from Perennial Artisan Ales. Uh, and then Good Morning from Treehouse. I also I can't hear Abraxas without thinking about the spider from uh, Max <laughs> Ramus. <laughs> right. Uh, and then finally, um, number six, Double Barrel Hunipus from Cigar City. Uh, it's one of the variants off Hunipus. And yeah. uh, what, were, what were the particulars on Double Barrel? It was something... Oh, gosh. I don't we, know. We were going over it earlier. Just untapped it real quick. Yeah. Uh, I mean, the, the list was slightly I famous. would love to go to Huna Day sometime um, soon. Right here. Stout aged in Peruvian. Uh, oh, cacao. Peruvian cacao nibs, ancho and pasilla chilies, cinnamon and Madagascar vanilla beans. A- aged, aged in apple brandy and rum barrels. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, can you even? <laughs> But uh, if I you, cannot. <laughs> if you wonder where the list goes from there, the very next would have been Assassin, as you may have thought. From and Toppling then, Goliath. Again. And guess what? <laughs> it would have been SR-71, again, from Toppling Goliath. And then Morning Delight from again. Toppling Goliath. You notice a theme. And then a bottle logic. <laughs> and then another Bourbon County. So you get you get this, where this was going. Tomorrow. Yeah. You, you've heard of many of the Imperial Stouts that you would be interested to try. Like, they're they're on the list. You know it. <laughs> you've had the best. Now try the rest. <laughs> All right. Okay, well, uh, we talked about what you should have been drinking and what we wished we could have been drinking. <laughs> now let's talk about what we are actually drinking. Drink with me, friend. So, we, I guess we both just already finished the beer. I say already, you had more than I did, but uh, (laughs) this is from Cigar City, and it is the Marshall Zukov's Russian Imperial Stout. So, I have to add, it is extremely hard to find a uh, non-barrel-aged, non-additive Imperial Stout. I did not succeed that. This is just it's an hard, imperial yeah. stout, like nothing added, not aged. Just I think the other alternative that I was gonna go with was the Great Lakes. Uh, oh God, what's it called? It was a, uh, it was Great Lakes, and it was. Um, there's a couple, but they the, have, it didn't have any added stuff either. It was uh, <laughs> this time of year they have yeah. blackout stout, and yes, they have uh, there's another one I can't remember. I think it's just like Christmas stout or something. It was it was the blackout stout. That was the other choice I had, but damn. Which is amazingly delicious. That's me, Blackout Stout. <laughs> I say, it's magically <laughs> delicious. Who's, who's kids all it agree. In here? Uh, so, uh, yeah, you want to go with it? Oh, I'm sorry. I Marshall Zukov. Uh, it's, it's 11.8%. <laughs> Non-barrel-aged. Uh, yeah. I will add that uh, <laughs> addendum again. And 70 IBUs. You don't, but you don't taste that at Again. All. Which kind of actually harkens back to the conversation we had with Casey on the last episode about how IBUs should just go away. Yeah, and it was it, we should just like IBUs a bitter. Uh, there should it should be like a um, uh, what's it called? Whatever that scale is, uh, of like you know essentially a high, medium, low, uh, basically of it. Of it means nothing now. Bitterness. And <clears throat> what the newest race I've seen popping up? If you're on like the subreddit, our uh, beer. It's uh, people are going with acidity now. They're going for those sour extreme tarts, and mm. they're trying to push that Probably extreme. Like pH. <laughs> yeah, so no one's uh, people aren't even worried about IBUs anymore. They're seeing the extreme sourness of the beer. Yeah. Uh, so the description on this one: This Russian imperial stout is dedicated to Gregory Zukov, arguably one of the finest generals of World War II. Opaque black in color, with notes of espresso, chocolate, dark toffee, and hints of blackstrap molasses. English hop varietals provide a subtle herbal dryness, and the beer finishes with a hearty slap of roasted espresso. Pair Marshall Zukov's with mushroom solyanka, dark chocolate, cherries, and ground Ground wars Wars in in Russia. Russia. (laughs) (laughs) I had to pause. I was like, wait. (laughs) Look, I'm just saying, anytime he was in control, the Russians were doing fine, and the second Stalin got nervous and took control himself, 
they immediately lost and lost all of the ground they gained. It went to and hell. We're, we're in the like in the middle of Stalingrad and refusing to give up. So also, I, this is rated four point two out of five on Untapped. So I've had some barrel aged versions and some variants of this beer in line shares, and I can't remember them. <laughs> uh, the base is just fantastic. Yeah, it's pretty good. Oh, yeah, okay. This is, it's pretty great. I am very much snuggling up with it. I do not get the molasses that they keep pushing. No, I didn't either. I think they they wanted that. And the, the chocolate and espresso, <clears throat> though, definitely. Chocolate and espresso. And it's like a very drying, dark chocolate, which is really good on the palate. That's how I was able to drink the majority of this and then reach for another beer. But it didn't have that um, that hardcore like dirt uh quality that you get in Russian Imperial style. <laughs> so it wasn't like, uh, what is it from Victory uh, that has the dirt quality? Oh. Um, I, I think I know what you're talking about. Yeah, but cannot remember that. There's a, a Victory Imperial Stout that it really brings home that dirt earth quality. The, that is it. But what, after polishing up, even with the alcohol content, which got me pretty wrecked, <laughs> I had to move on to uh, an untitled art uh, chocolate macaroon imperial stout with uh, cerebral brewing that See, is you, a little over the top with the macaroon. I hate you it. Guys, uh, <laughs> the way you guys were talking earlier, I thought neither of you enjoyed this beer. Oh. The, the, because like you're just like, oh, yeah, you had more of it. And I was like, oh, maybe. Oh, no, it's just that he has, he's got a bigger glass. And I was like, well. Okay. That's okay. because I brought a pint glass to a Russian <laughs> imperial fight. <laughs> <laughs> and she brought a little stemless wine glass. I like that stemless wine glass. And I knew we had a bomber. Storm uh, King. Storm, Storm King Stout is the, is the victory one. Yeah, okay. that's got that okay. nice dirt earth quality. Oh, yeah, Storm King. By, by the way, Chris, you need to see uh, uh, the... the uh, what's the movie? Uh, it's the, the... It's about Stalin dying, and it's got... Uh, Steve oh, Buscemi as Nikita yeah. Khrushchev. Yeah. I want to see that. What on earth is that? No, it's a, it looks hilarious. I want to see it so bad. Uh, and they have someone comedy. playing Zukov, and he comes in with just a ridiculous amount of medals. Like, <laughs> too many medals. Is this a Taika Waititi movie? Or? It no. It looks like it should be. It should be. be. Um, Jojo Rabbit, but for Russia. Uh... What was it? Uh, they just cast that kid from Jojo Rabbit in, um, oh crap, what was it? In something else? In Home Alone. The Home Alone remake. The kid from Jojo Rabbit is going to star in Home Alone. <laughs> no, I don't. Can we just stop remaking things? Death of Stalin. That's the name of the yep. movie. Yeah, okay. <laughs> you should, okay. If you search Death of Stalin, you can see Khrushchev on the poster in Google. And you can see what I'm talking about, about the medals. <laughs> because, yeah, I re it was even in the previews. I saw the previews. Like, we passed the previews back and forth to each other a lot. Going, oh, my God. Uh, okay, sorry. It's just any time I get a chance to talk about that movie, I will take it because it's, it's great. I haven't uh, got to watch it yet. I, I saw the previews. I was like, I need to watch this. And I've yet to watch it. I rented it on YouTube a while back. I was like, okay, fine. Let's just, oh, my God, this is great. I might. I've got to be away for work next week. You if I get off understand. early enough, I may have to rent it and watch it. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, let's let's talk about what I've been drinking. Uh, I'm just about to the end of it. I'm trying to savor it. Uh, savor. It's a little strong because uh, it's a Woot Stout from mm. this year. It's perfection. Uh, it is uh, Stone from Stone Barkin Woot Stout. Yeah. Uh, it is. Uh, 11.5%, and it is uh, a stout brewed with pecans, wheat, and rye, mm. uh, one quarter aged in bourbon barrels. And the can art I particularly enjoy, because I got this in cans, yes. it is from one of my favorite comic book artists from, from ye olden days, uh, when I was growing up, uh, Alan Davis. Oh, I did not know Alan Davis did these. Okay. 
Yeah, he did the art on that. I was reading the, the, the description here on the can. It was like, over the years, the stone uh, farking Wheaton Woot Stout has become one of our most anticipated annual releases, and not just because the astoundingly flavorful stout is a concoction between Farks, Drew Curtis, nerd royalty Will Wheaton, and stone brewing co-founder Greg Cook. Its incredible label art uh, adoring this stout over the years has been elevated to the pinnacle of beer geekery and beer geekery. This year's gloriously awesome artwork comes from the talented hands of comic artist Alan Davis, who worked on some of the most iconic comic book series of all time, including Uncanny X-Men, Justice League of America, and one of my favorites, Excalibur. So, uh, that beer is always amazing. It is to be said, this is the can debut. Oh my god, and you just out. buy freaking six-packs. It's, it's weird. been amazing. I it's live great, in a magical but it's weird. Time. Can we yeah. stop and talk about this amazing beer wonderland we live in? Put <laughs> put all beer politics aside. Just by the fact we had a whole episode about founders, about the fact that CBS sat on shelves. It's gone now. Like, don't get me wrong. It's it finally flew off. But I, there was a point I walked into a liquor store, and there's CBS and KBS, and just like all these amazing beers and Imperial uh, IPAs that everyone used to have to hunt for and were only available for like two days and then off shelves. And now it all is just... They're just pimping around It's now. just on shelf. Woot Stout's just on the shelf for a couple months. Meyer still has out. CBS. Like, they still it's have that big... embarrassment of riches. Yeah. Like, as much as anyone wants to get on... Like, the fact that it has to come down to like hashing politics and like nitpicking breweries for like, oh, there's this, you know, this lawsuit or something and I'm gonna like stick it to you about that. The fact that it has come to this is kind of, again, the embarrassment of riches. Mm -hmm. The fact that we have the choice to do this now. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, so how well, is, I know. how is I the think we've had a, Oh, how is the, oh it's it's delicious. It's it's boozy. It's a little bit drying on the finish, but uh, it's real sweet. Uh, but it's got a nice fair balance between that. Like it can taste like a roasty chocolate in there. But like roasty chocolate malt, not like I'm eating a chocolate bar. Hmm. Okay. So not over, not like chocolate chocolate, not chocolate added, yeah. just that nice chocolate malt. The, the booziness does feel like a rye booziness though. Hmm. Like not not like, not necessarily like. Uh, well, it could be bourbon barrels too, but it's 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 a you know it's obviously a whiskey booziness, but it it feels feels a little spicier some uh, to an extent kind of like rye does sometimes is but. this i don't remember if i had this year's but it was like there you could definitely taste the pecan that was like like it was very i have a vertical setup prevent. if we ever want to do that episode <laughs> of course <laughs> this, this can be achieved it can be done this perfection we can see All right. Look, no, I have too much beer set aside for these kind of things, and we mm. don't have time to record these things. Because okay. we can only drink so much. Again, I, I will say nothing. pre-show, as I was talking about, uh, we did that old uh, patron episode that was like a prairie stout. We did like ten stouts in a oh, single God. recording from Prairie. I'm pretty was... sure that was one of the nights, that had to been one of the New Year's, where I went, I... It was a New I have Year's. done too much. It was like a New Year's Day or something, and that was when it was all four of us, and like just powering through it was too much. <laughs> At the end, that's when we decided we can't ever do this again. We're too Guess old. what? I have all that in my fridge for this year again, and I'm going, <laughs> oh God, when do I get to all this? This is you because did this going, to yourself. Oh God, what have we done? She talked me out of getting two of the beers from literally having the exact same lineup again. I'm like, no, we. Stop. They have the vanilla noir and just the regular prairie noir <sighs> setting. I got I I couldn't help it. I had to get the bourbon paradise, which is the coconut coconut bourbon barrel aged stout. <laughs> I'm gonna go find an IV bag. Mm. Yeah. Just plug that in for recording. Like, what's going on? It's fine. I got a saline solution. Let's just. This show has done things to our refrigerator. <laughs> things okay. we're not proud of. Kind of proud right. of. Well, I, I think, wish I had time. I think we've said all we need to say about yes, yes, about yes. this. Uh, a quick buffer for our next episode. 
if you are not oh. already brushed up on uh, Hogfather from Terry Pratchett, we are going to kind of squeeze in a little bit of a book clubby episode on The Hogfather because it will be the season. And it is a very entertaining read or listen or watch. If you're on Amazon Prime, you can go watch the miniseries that was done. It's it three is, episodes? It's, yeah. it's like three or four episodes, but it's pretty true to the book. Uh, any of those will get you through this, and it's an, a delightful read, watch, or listen. Mm-hmm. Don't worry if you've never read, read any other Discworld. You don't need to You to, never to have follow. had to. It always no. gives you any information you need. Uh, but let us go ahead and wrap up and just remind you that you can subscribe and get some great resources at haveadrinkshow.com. You can also follow us on the show, follow the show at uh, Have a Drink Show on social media and twitch.tv. Or you can also tell us your favorite drink, ask a question, or just leave some general feedback. You can use the email address feedback at haveadrinkshow.com, or you can use the feedback page on the website. All joking fine. <laughs> All joking and fun aside, God, all those stouts make it hard to move the tongue. Uh, we'd like to remind everyone to please drink responsibly. Yes, uh, so check us out again. Uh, so again, not this coming weekend, but the weekend after that for the next live episode. And that'll be our book club episode. Uh, once again, um, also remember to check out patreon.com slash haveadrinkshow. Once again, I'm Brittany Lee Walker. I'm Justin Frazier. And I'm Christopher Walker, and we'll see you guys next time. Bye. Remember Ogamania, brother? Oh, yeah. Bye. you have enjoyed this program. <laughs> <laughs>